I'm James Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 20. If this is your first time listening, uh, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to learn how to set their minds on things above or on heavenly realities, on deep truths that really impact us. Think about your thinking, the late Dallas Willard often said, because what we think about matters. So what I try to do in each episode is to bring you a glorious thought from above to set your mind on. Now, historically, I've not tied any of these episodes into seasons or times of the year or holidays, but I just can't resist because this episode, episode 20, is actually going to air on December 26th, which is the day after Christmas. So I don't know where you are, but where I am right now, it's definitely beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So I thought I'm going to just touch on something, a thought from above that has to do with what we call Christmas. So the glorious thought for this episode is this. The first birth leads to the second birth. Now, I'm a United Methodist pastor. Many of you may may not know that because I've been a college professor for a really long time and a college professor at a Quaker college, no less. But I actually also serve in a Methodist church. I grew up in a a Methodist church, uh, not because I chose that denomination, but rather it was the church that my parents chose to attend. So when I was in my late teens, I kind of was tired of the church and I left it only to return years later uh, after having been ambushed by Jesus in a, in a good way. So, But after I came to faith, I was looking for where to go to church and was kind of wandering for a while. But uh, I, I started attending a friend's university, again, that Quaker college where I teach currently and have for many years. But at the time, I was a, a new Christian. I was a student in college, and I didn't know much about the Methodists or the Quakers, though I've come to love and admire the Quakers. But when I chose to go into ministry, you know, I needed to decide which denomination I wanted to be a part of. And my friend and mentor, Richard Foster, he encouraged me to study about the history of the Methodists, namely about John Wesley, who was the founder of the Methodist Church. So inspired by Richard's encouragement, I started reading a lot of Wesley and reading about John Wesley. And I was fascinated by him and by the Methodist movement. Uh, Wesley, of all people, had a really solid grasp of the gospel. But what's really fascinating about Wesley is he had a plan for making disciples, and he carried it through. So I had found my denominational home, and ironically, it was the denomination that I had left many years before. So while I was in seminary, I read Wesley voraciously. And when I was ordained, I was appointed to a local Methodist church here in Kansas, And I continued to study Wesley really on a daily basis. I bought his entire corpus of writings, all of his sermons, and I just immersed myself in all things Wesley. I would say next to Dallas Willard, I I think Wesley was probably one of the most important influences in my life. And surprisingly, it turns out that Wesley was hugely influential on Dallas Willard. In fact, one day, I'll never forget, it was in between uh, our class sessions, Dallas and I were walking along a hallway, and I just said, hey, Dallas, you know, You've been such a mentor for me, but I mean, who was like a really primary mentor for you that really shaped your faith? And he just, without a, missing a beat, he just said, well, that would be John Wesley. And I thought, wow, I mean, that wasn't what I was expecting 
at all. I mean, I was expecting a mentor to be someone who actually, you know, he knew in his lifetime, someone he'd actually met. So, but I wasn't that surprised in another sense because Wesley had been very influential on me. So suffice it to say, I'm a fan of John Wesley. And uh, as we are in the midst of the 12 days of Christmas, and by the way, there actually are 12 days of Christmas. It starts on Christmas Day and goes till Epiphany. I thought I would talk about Christmas from the perspective of John Wesley. And you can't hardly do that without also talking about his brother, Charles, who wrote thousands of famous hymns, many of them you would know. So here's the question I want to pose in this episode, a question I want to pose to John Wesley. What does the incarnation or the coming of the Christ child mean for you and consequently for all of us? Now, Wesley would certainly offer the usual answers. You know, God became man to redeem the world. Uh, The Christ child came into this world to establish a new covenant. Uh, Jesus became human in order to become in solidarity with humankind. All of those things are true, Wesley would say for sure. But I think, based on my study of Wesley, he would emphasize that the coming of the Christ child means first and foremost our transformation. That's what Wesley was really all about, was the transformation or spiritual formation of the human person. So the incarnation means that we can be changed. How so? Well, we no longer stand guilty before God. Jesus would cancel the record of sin set against us. I spoke about that in several previous episodes, so I won't say much more about that. But Jesus also broke the power of sin. Because of Jesus, we're no longer compelled by the power of original sin because Jesus is the new Adam. So, in short, because of Jesus, we can experience peace and freedom. Now, Christmas for many is about being kind or giving or loving, and those are important, right? They're important fruit of the Christian life. But for Wesley, I don't think he would put the emphasis there. For Wesley, I think Christmas was about God's triumph over sin and death. So, I would say it this way. Because of the incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, we can now be people of love, joy, peace, etc. My favorite movie, not just Christmas movie, is It's a Wonderful Life. I I watch it every year. It's actually a very spiritual movie. If you think about it, if you've watched the movie, you know that it begins in heaven where God is speaking to some of his angels in response to many people on earth who are praying for this guy named George Bailey. George is this really good man who's done so much for so many people, but he's fallen on hard times personally. So all these people are praying. So God sends an angel, a guy named Clarence, classic character, to help George see that, in fact, he really has a wonderful life, something he just has forgotten. Well, spoiler alert, Clarence succeeds, and in the end, George realizes what a wonderful life he has, and people that he's helped come from all over around to help George out of his predicament. The film ends with the people singing a hymn. Guess which hymn? 
It's actually Charles Wesley's great hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Now, it's a great hymn from beginning to end, but my favorite is the third stanza. So I'm going to read the third stanza of Hark the Herald Angels, and I want you to listen for just how many thoughts from above are in just this one stanza of this hymn. Here we go. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. So many great lines in that one stanza. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. And listen for this one. Born to give them second birth. What is the second birth? Well, that's to be born from above. That's to enter into the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. Jesus came to make it accessible for us to enter into the new birth, to enter into the strong and unshakable kingdom, to live in this with God life every single day of our lives. Christ was, as Charles Wesley wrote, born to give us second birth. The first birth leads to the second. And that, according to the Wesleys, is the true meaning of Christmas. I hope you join me next week for episode 21. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, hey, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>